Hey, welcome to What's Up with Pastor Chuck. And we're in a series on the seven deadly sins. And we're going to be talking about why they're deadly. And I'm going to tell you, we're about to hit one that I watch people struggle with over and over and over, but most won't admit it. It's called greed. Uh, and it's kind of interesting when we were trying to figure out who could we have here that would really be able to be vulnerable about, vulnerable about it. Most people wouldn't admit it, but there were some people I knew had it. <laughs> and David, they wouldn't admit it. <laughs> Stephen, you will admit it. Yes, I will admit. Um, this is something I struggled with for a really long time. Uh, I'm a, I like to be very generous towards people, but it's something that doesn't come naturally all the time sure. for me. Uh, I actually almost missed out on my call to ministry because of greed. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that God called me into ministry, and instead I was like, no, I want to be comfortable. I want to make a lot of money. So I went to school for something totally different knowing that God called me into ministry and I was in school, I got a degree and just miserable while in school. And we had this ongoing joke, me and my friends, and they knew, dude, you're gonna be a pastor one day. And I was like, yeah, when I'm 50 and I retire and I make enough money and I'm, I'm good. Um, but I truly believe that money solves a lot of life's problems. Like that's something I really have to wrestle with. And uh, I remember when Jess and I, we started dating. Uh, that was my mentality. I'm like, money is, if I had more money, I'll be happy. If, if everyone had more money, life is just so much better. And she's like, that's not true at all. And uh, one of the things that actually I had to work on in, on this journey is, like you were saying earlier with like getting to know people's stories, um, I actually got a job that humbled me in this area. I was uh, working at a restaurant and I was a busser. And uh, the, the servers always made more money than the bussers. And so there was this job where they, the servers were taking more money than I was getting. And I'm like, I, I'm walking away with not as much money, but I'm working just as hard as all those other guys. Mm-hmm. And um, because I had that experience, I now go to restaurants and I will tip the bussers knowing that they're not going to make as much money. Oh, wow. But I would say (laughs) it's it's been an ongoing journey because I I really have to fight that tension of like, I need more money. I want more money um, because that that doesn't solve all of life's problems. Mm -hmm. And it just makes me want more and more and more and more. And so I would say that's been my journey when it comes to this, when it comes to greed. Um, And it hasn't been easy. I think having a community around me um, that is always pushing me to be generous has helped me a lot more. Um, but naturally, I want to store everything for myself. Um, but it's something I've had to learn. Yeah, I got to tell you that um, I don't think this is necessarily my number one sin, but uh, it's really difficult when you're married to a very generous person. <laughs> <laughs> who could give everything away because yeah. Pam could she could give it all away um, but you know what is so interesting is that I've learned that's the greatest way to live uh, you know generosity really is uh, uh, one of the most incredible ways to be godly and Christ-like and be in connection with God because God loved us so much he gave yep. his only begotten mm-hmm. son and so God is giving and we cannot be in a relationship with God if we're not giving but most of us think good but if I give I lose mm-hmm. if I get is that part of how you think you feel? Sometimes, yeah. Um, it's funny. I, I laugh about this, uh, this sin just because it comes out in certain areas where like when it comes to food, 
I think many of us are like this. It's my food. I'm not giving you my food. Um, when it comes to like my things, it's, it's my things. And so I would totally say like, it is hard for me to give things away depending on how near and dear it is to me uh, just because it's mine. And that's where yeah. the greed comes out. Dude, there's an old McDonald's commercial I just loved. And the guy walks up and he goes, he starts to order and he looks at his wife and goes, so you want fries? She goes, no, I'll just eat yours. And he goes, no, you won't. And she goes, two fries. And the wife, no, one fry, I'll just eat his. He's like, no, and he's like freaking out. Yeah, it's, it's the worst. Like we went out to a restaurant the other night and she ordered her food. I ordered mine and there's a fork going into my food. And I'm like, no, like I want to put up a wall so I can do it. It's mine. Um, and so I think that's where I, I struggle. But like I said earlier, it's, just, it's been an ongoing journey. And so if this is something that people struggle with, good news is uh, you could always learn to be more generous, but it's something that you, you have to die to yourself yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, on the Enneagram, uh, my understanding is people who are a five and you have that leaning uh, can be very greedy with things other than money or food. Right. For me, it's time. Mm-hmm. I'm very greedy mm-hmm. with my time. Yeah. I'm getting a little uh, tense here because this is uh-huh. going longer than I think. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I, need to, I have things to do that are really important. But no, I mean, seriously, I, I am very greedy with my time. And, and so I value that highly and I will not give it away. Mm-hmm. Now, I use the excuse that I'm an introvert, which I am, and I get exhausted. And so I, I won't do a lot of things. But I hold on to knowledge. I hold on to a lot of things and and I won't kind of like give it away, so to speak. And so, but time is really the food. I hate the food thing too. My wife said, well, let's split something like, you, you, don't, you, don't, you don't stay my weight and split anything. <laughs> but I will, but uh, I hate it. But uh, truly my time, I'm very, very prideful yeah. with my time. I will say that. And that's been something to humble myself in that way and like be more open. And even like, you know, when I hear your stories of like you go into a, uh, you know, uh, a New Jersey Mike's and you say, Lord, how can I be a blessing to someone here? It's like, screw that. You know, it's like, <laughs> I just want to get my sandwich, you know. But when I do that like you do, it's like I end up paying for the person in front of me or this or that. Like, because the God can now use me because I'm yeah. not, I, I'm like, okay, with like this is going to take longer or something like that. Yeah. So I really appreciated it. It's helped me, you know, learning from you, especially as far as just really being able to give my time freely mm. and, and not be so prideful about it. So, Yeah, you know what's kind of interesting is because I know that God does speak to us, and you're right, I, I really do. I pray, Lord, like, what should I do? What should... The vast majority of messages are to give. That's what I would tell you, that the majority of time, the Lord will put on my heart, like, you know, to give to somebody money right. or to give to somebody a gift or to give someone mm-hmm. even time. Or, um, but, I, but if you're not willing to do that, you're not going to get the next thing and the next thing right. and the next thing because you're shutting down the Holy Spirit, yeah. you know, I feel like. Yeah. It's fascinating, actually, what you were saying, too, about how you almost missed your calling. I should have gone to the mission field a lot sooner. That really, that really, man, that said a lot to me when you just said that, because I should have gone sooner. But I had my cute little car, I had my super cute apartment, I'm a super awesome therapist. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm not leaving this cool place. I have an awesome church. I got cool family. Like I've got all the, and I had made so much money. I made so much money. And I was like, I'm not walking away from this. Are you kidding me? And then, man, it's, and it was so difficult to let it go. It was. It took years for me to finally be like, oh my God, I 
I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And it was, it, it hurt. It was painful to let it go. Oh my gosh, I'm greedy too. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. but uh, truly, the mission yeah. field cured it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder how much of greed like is impacted or affected like generationally. Like if you look at, yeah. I, I remember, I remember sitting at tables with, uh, when I was a kid and I used to love like hearing my grandpa tell stories about when he was a kid growing up on a farm in Kansas and he would, he would talk about, and I never, I never saw one time my grandpa ever leave his plate, any food on his plate ever. It, even, and I, I knew him when he was in his, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, like, you know, that just old. And I just, I thought about like, he, he, he was greedy in that way because he knew what it was like to not have a lot. And then I think about like today's generation, like, you know, the, the gens, the Gen Zers, like how greed in their, in their eyes is more of like, well, this is like almost a, almost a, an entitlement thing. So I should just get kind of whatever I want, whenever I want it. And I, I wonder how much of it is just impacted from like generation to generation and how that, how that affects people within you know, circles, you know, I think about the, just the different generations represented at this table, like right. how greed takes on different forms. And yeah. the baseline of all of it is it's, it's trust. It's do you trust that God has your best interests in mind? And honestly, probably holding everything like this in our life that comes yeah. and goes, like, you know, uh, you know, a calling, you know, you, you hold your calling like this, you hold people, you hold your time, you hold your resources, and I, I, it's interesting to think about it generationally and how that looks different on each generation mm-hmm. over time. Oh, I think you're really on to something because, you know, um, my parents lived by that motto, I want to make sure you guys have more than I had. Right. And then I took that on and did that for my kids, and, and when you start doing that, it's always about more, somehow your life's going to be better if you have more than we had yep. but yep. that's not true my grandparents were very very generous 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 people yeah. uh, who came out of the depression mm-hmm. neither of them ever earned jobs that earned big money yeah. but they gave so much yeah. uh, when my grandmother died um, I was so blown away there were I'm gonna say four people who were actually told me Hey, I don't know where, I, how, where my next meal's coming from because your grandmother was the one wow and I was like we, we none of us knew she would go give them food. She would go and take care of them oh, wow. because she, in her mind is, I've got to make sure other people are okay more than she had to make sure she was okay. Yeah. Wow. And then that was that generation. Yep. So I think there's, do you think there's a generational yeah, thing Yeah, I definitely it? think so. Definitely. I could see that my, I have the same with my own parents. My dad has given away more money than he's made. I mean, that was just yeah. part of his thing. And I'm definitely not that way. I'm more like, oh, I've got to hold on. Or what about retirement? There's that. <laughs> you know, take care of your own pet things as opposed to just that sense of generosity and right. just giving and holding on to. Yeah. I think when we I saw definitely it see that. in this pandemic more so than anywhere else, this idea where things were threatened. And so our societal impulse was to hold yeah. on to it and yeah. take yeah. care of my own versus yep. take care of others. Right. Yeah. Right. It was yeah. toilet paper. That's like, oh, yeah. Exactly. It was, yeah, which I'm glad that never happened where I live. Thank <laughs> the Lord. But um, <clears throat> um, so I heard this in Kenya, actually, when I on my first or second mission trip to Kenya with Crossroads. And, um, and, she, and it was a woman on our team, and she said, if you, if you keep your hands like this and you're holding on to everything you have, that's it. You'll never get anything. Right. You'll never give anything. If you keep your hands like this, they're open for you to give and receive all yeah. the time. Yep. And you'll never be you'll never be without mm-hmm. because your hands are always open. Mm-hmm. I was like, that is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think your generation struggles with it? I think so. I, I think I see it in myself, like what you said with time for sure. And I think that comes with pride is just like, oh well, 
people hang out with me, like you need to set, you need to be at the standard, you know. And it's such a <laughs> ugly, wow. not really. Uh, but that's yeah, why we have to hang out. That's kind of where I it stems from. I feel honored. <laughs> just want to bask in <laughs> presence right now. No, um, but I, I had this uh, kind of realization actually. I went out to coffee with this girl a week ago, and it had been this long, ongoing, drawn-out thing. She was new to the church, and I had kind of. Um, talked to her once and she had been like pursuing me like, hey, let's get coffee. And, you know, in my head, I had so many things. I wanted to hang out with my friends. I had all these other things I had to do. And I was like, I really put her off. And I think it took like, if I'm being honest, like six months to finally reach out to her. I'm like, okay, let's hang out. I got to do it. So we go to Canvas and stuff and we start talking and she's amazing. And she kind of reveals to me, she's like, I want you to know that like the first time I went to see you, you prayed for me. And that's the reason wow. why I kept going. And I'm like, wow. wow, like how often do we not make ourselves available for people? Mm. And the best thing, the best gift that we can give them is our time, you know? Yeah. And I, I really realized that in that moment, like God really uses yep. you when you make yourself available for people. Yep. And I think yep. that's the biggest place where I see greed in my life and like areas that I really wanna get rid of, so. Yeah, I see that all the time too and when I'm trying to help. And I, I don't wanna be, um, well, I'm not gonna mitigate very often it's dads. Mm -hmm. Dads don't have enough patience to give their kids the time they need. Because mm -hmm. kids need time. They need time. They need attention. Right. They need. And, and the dad's like, but, oh, you know, it's just a waste of their time. Their children are a waste of their time. And it's like, but wait, what, what are you doing that's more important than your kids, you know? Right. Don't you see that? Yeah, totally, yeah. I, yeah. That's something you learn as a grandparent, the, the mistakes you made as a parent. And now I'm pouring more into my grandkids than I ever did to my kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I saw that Averis, that sense of like I'm holding on to, mm. as opposed to, wow, know the joy of just giving and yeah. teaching and training and, and honoring them as they grow is so wonderful. So yes, definitely. Yeah, that, 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 that happens so often. I've, I've seen that in my own parents, seeing how they love my nieces and nephews like just like crazy. And yeah, they, they are, it, it, is, it is different from when, um, from when my brother and I were kids. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, my, wife, my wife has always said um, that going you'll never regret going the extra mile. Mm -hmm. yeah. You'll often regret not going the extra yeah. mile. And I think about like your story, um, and Chuck, it even reinforces what you talked about at the beginning about how um, the best way to combat greed is to go serve somebody, is to yeah. look for an opportunity. And so like getting coffee with that girl, mm -hmm. um, you, you probably do not regret going no, to coffee sure. with that girl. And yeah. Going that extra mile, like you will, you will never forget putting in that. Uh, you will never uh, regret putting in that extra effort, which on the other side of it is, wow, I that was this was a, a greedless or selfless. I don't know if greedless is a word. <laughs> greedless. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's not, or it is. is it, it is now. It, it is. Now. It is now. <laughs> this greedless experience. will be in the next dictionary. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I I do not regret like going the extra mile to have this greedless experience, yeah. you know? Yep. Well, 80% of people who call themselves Christians practice the sin of greed in a very interesting way. Oh, yeah. And 80%, 80%. And that's their number one reason to not obey God in an area he's called them to obey. Mm -hmm. oh. And so we're gonna be digging into that in the message, which by the way, uh, this is one of my favorite ones that we ever get to teach or preach on. I don't remember if that's yours or mine. Mm -hmm. uh, is it yours or mine? I think it's yours. Oh, it's mine. Oh, I get it. Yeah. So I cannot wait because I love to watch people squirm. I really do. And I love the reactions I get. It's just so good. So get ready. If you want to be offended, show up to this group. Because I, I am going to offend a bunch of people by poking the bear. <laughs>
yeah. So anyway, hey, come uh, make sure you come back with us next week. We're going to talk about a sin that very often isn't talked about, uh, and it's called sloth. And the question I want to ask you is, who at this table struggles? We're not going to tell you yet, but you come to the next What's Up with Pastor Chuck, and we're going to have sloth revealed. All right, take care, and we'll see you soon.